Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Saturday, 16th April, 2022. Our bit today is taken from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, which says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my people, the rain we experienced last night has washed away the darkness and sorrow of Good Friday and has opened us unto a bright and shining holy Saturday morning where with bated breath we are eagerly awaiting the magnificent, world-shaking, earth-shattering and triumphal rising of Jesus Christ tomorrow on Easter morn, oh my people. What a wonderful time that will be. But right now, Jesus is in a state of metamorphosis, like the caterpillar who, when the time is right, when he has accomplished his time and purpose as a caterpillar, undergoes a mighty change from an ugly, crawling species, throwing off its old self, painfully divulging itself of its old nature, and being reborn as a brand new entity, a beautiful butterfly with a new purpose, who can take wings to the sky and serve and worship its heavenly creator? Yes, friends, right now we are in a state of waiting, that time between asking the question or sending up the prayer and waiting for the answer. And I know we are all eager to see Jesus rise tomorrow, but it calls for some patience. So let's just relax and do like Brother David advises. Ne? Wait in faith on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And we all know that comes from Psalm 27, 14. But unfortunately, that's oftentimes the hardest part of our ordeal, the waiting without knowing what's going to happen or when it might. This situation, however, is a different one. We know without a doubt that Jesus will rise tomorrow on Easter Sunday. It's just a matter of time. Nothing can stop it because our Lord God has decreed it and whatever he decrees comes to pass. That's another fact of which we are absolutely certain. So all we are waiting for right now is the passage of time, which does seem to go rather slowly when you need the solution to a big problem or are excitedly waiting on something special, like we are waiting on tomorrow to celebrate Christ's triumphant resurrection, his marvelous defeat of hell, death, and the grave, to life everlasting, so that we can declare with confidence and overwhelming surety, like Brother Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, O Hades, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my people, all God's children gave a mighty shout of joy as they gratefully declared, Oh, praise the Lord for his wonderful kindness, his awesome grace and mercy to the undeserving children of men. And a couple things here. Those scriptures came from 1 Corinthians 15, 54, 8-57. And would you believe that I spelt declared wrong? Ah, Lord. Eh? But however, this is the time, that of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, when that praise, that praise is desperately needed, my people. For it's when our whole outlook on and options on life dramatically changed. Yes, friends, it's at this Easter season that we were given the opportunity to receive salvation and eternal life through Jesus' work on the cross of Calvary and his rising on that first Easter Sunday. As Brother Paul said to the Roman church, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. And that's taken from Romans 8, 16 to 17. Oh, my fellow saints, if we live devotedly and sacrificially to the Lord, then we will be glorified just like Jesus was. Like the good book details about him, it says, And being found in fashion or appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those things in heaven and those things in earth and those things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And we all know that comes from Philippians 2, 8 to 11. Army people, all of us want to be exalted and glorified, but we don't want to do the things, make the sacrifices necessary to attain such heights. But Jesus did it. That's why the Father exalted him. And it's for our sakes that he suffered such agony and shame so that we could have forgiveness of our sins and have the option of salvation and everlasting life instead of just hellfire and damnation, which brings eternal separation from our Creator. So why is it so difficult for us as his disciples, his ambassadors, to do or to make the little sacrifices he asks of us? Eh? Remember, he said that if we want to be his followers, we need to take up our cross daily and follow him. That means forsaking ourselves for him and those who look to him. And what's ever so disappointing in our refusal, is that he never asks of us what he will not nor has not done and always gives us the wherewithal 
to accomplish his task. However, we think that because we are Christians, the chosen of the chosen, once we say we believe, we should enjoy the good and abundant life without lifting a finger or making any sacrifices. But that's not how it works, my brethren. And I believe that these immortal words of Paul to Timothy explains it quite nicely, where he says, It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer or endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abided faithful, he cannot deny himself. And that's taken from 2 Timothy 2, 11 to 13. That's it in a nutshell, friends. Or, as the scholars tell us, the principles of endurance are enumerated on the basis of the assurance of salvation. And the two best examples of endurance are Paul and Christ himself. And no, I did not forget about our usual Saturday happening, that of looking at the quotes of our friend Anselm, which he sends us every week to try and inspire us to do better. But this week I only got two, and they seem to fit very nicely at the end of today's bit. The first one says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And that's the gospel truth, people. We can never stand still in our walk with Christ. We have to be continually growing, maturing as we read and study his word and put it into practical application in our lives. And the last quote says it all. The measure of intelligence is the ability to, ability to change. Now, that's also an indisputable statement because wisdom is not only, only knowing what to do, but even more importantly, being willing and able to do it. So please, this holy Saturday morning, let's seek to acquire real wisdom no? and then put it into action. Make the changes we need to make. And all of those things come obviously with Christ's help because that's the only way we can accomplish any change. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord, and that comes from Psalm 31, 24, and it's more gospel truth, people. If we stick with the Lord and believe and stay strong and endure, then he will strengthen us and help us to go on. So please, today, on this Holy Saturday, when we're looking forward to tomorrow, Easter Sunday, let's get out there and be strong. Live for Christ. Let people know that that's, that that's what we are doing through the actions and what comes out of us. And we pray this in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.